welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. I am one of your hosts today, and joining us from Texas through the power of technology is my co-host, <laughs> Angelica. Angelica, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Shannon? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um... So this week, we're going to talk about solo artists, specifically solo artists who have always been solo artists. Mm -hmm. And then next week, we'll talk a little about people who break out of their groups for solo projects. But this week, yes, solo artists only. Yes, because K-pop is pretty much dominated by groups, like boy groups and girl groups. But there are several solo artists that have always been solo artists that are definitely of note. Absolutely. So um, I guess we should probably just like go in chronological order and start with our queen, Um Jung-hwa. Ms. Um Jung-hwa. Yes. So she debuted in 1993. So this is first gen for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And she like had always been on – she's one of those like, you know, forever stars in that she was like in the choir for one of the – TV stations when she was like a kid and then she debuted as an artist in 1993. Yeah, and she oh, she actually debuted as both uh with her first album and in a movie in the same year. So, she made like an actress and singing debut all at once. Yeah, and she's done tons of acting since then and like one of her nicknames is like Miss Evergreen because she's like always been always been around and always been popular. Um, also, because she looks exactly the same as she did in 1993, and she's currently 48. Yes, she's amazing. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite songs of hers is from 1998, and it's called Invitation. Um, and it's just like a really cool, sexy, like kind of seduction song. And mm-hmm. the choreography has fans. And like she had all these boy dancers with turtlenecks, and they're like, and skirting. Yes. They're all wearing skirts, which I realized as I went through her music video discography or her music video collection, um, she loves putting men in like very, her male backup dancers in like very feminine clothing, like Watch Me Move has her male backup dancers in like glittery crop tops and high heels. Um, And she has somebody else, I can't remember, let me think. Oh, uh, her, one of her music videos that was recent um, called Dreamer, it's like, I described it as I was watching it as like a Kylie Minogue wet dream because it just has like all these pretty boys in like tool collars and she's where and they're just like dramatically dancing and voguing in front of mirrors. It was amazing. Yeah, she's the coolest. And um, one of her other big like hits that was later in her career is called D.I.S.C.O. Um, and it has it has top from Big Bang in it, right? Yes, he's very quickly featured for like a verse. In which, quite honestly, he looks a little bit awkward in the music video, (laughs) but it's fine. He's very young in it. Yeah, but she's the coolest and the best, and she's still putting music out. And um, I know in a very early episode, I recommended her latest album in the music video, Ending Credit, because, yeah, she's still the shit. Mm -hmm. I love that song, Ending Credit. It's so good. And that whole album is really good. The album is called, like, Cloud Nine or something. I don't know. That sounds right. I like it. It's great. Um, and then, let's see, next up chronologically, always solo artists, uh, is Boa. Mm-hmm. So, like, from a queen to a princess. Yes. Although Boa is technically, like, Um Jung-hwa is known as Evergreen. Boa is known as the queen of K-pop. 
Yes, she really is. Um, we talked about her in our second gen episode that um, she, or in both first and second, because she's technically first gen, um, but her popularity is what like ushered in a second generation. Mm-hmm. She debuted at 13 freaking years old. Yeah, 13 years old in 2000. Um, she originally like just tagged along with her brother who was auditioning to be a dancer. And then the scouts like spotted her instead. Um, and yeah, so she debuted in 2000. She had a um, an album called ID Peace B. Mm-hmm. And it made it to the top 10. Um and pretty quickly after that, then she debuted in Japan in 2002, which I think we mentioned in our Generations episode was the first time that a K-pop star was was able to break through to Japan. And she made it to number one on the Japanese Oricon charts. Yes. Um, so she's always – she's a force to be reckoned with and always has been. Um, do you have any favorite BOA songs or videos, Angelica? Um, I know that we've already mentioned only one. Um, mm-hmm. that's a really good one that I love. Um, I also watched her 2008 U.S. debut, Eat You Up, yes. um, which is a song that I, I definitely know that song very well. I don't really know why. It's her, it's her stage in I Am, the documentary we bring up all the time. So that, but I haven't watched that in years. I know. I don't know why it was so familiar <laughs> to me. Um, but I really like that song. The music video is really cheesy, but I do really like that song. Yeah. Um, and then you sent me one of her videos this weekend that was like a commercial for phones and stuff, but it was very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what was that song called? Um, it was so cute. She's barely in it at all. It like stars some other person, some other girl. Some I don't other know actress. who it is. Let's see. Um, um, it's called... Um, who, who are you? Who is are what you? it's called. And uh, yeah, Sehun from EXO is like the boy at the end of the video. But it's just like kind of a cute, like trippy little video that's obviously advertising phones and the line app and uh, headphones. And like a, it's, a, it's a commercial. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's advertising like four different products in one. But it's really cute because this girl's like she's chatting with someone and then they're online and they're supposed to meet and she goes to the wrong cafe and like meets this nerdy guy. And then the person that she was chatting with is like, Hey, I'm here or whatever. Like, where are you? Realizes she's at the wrong place, like flies, like animated actually flies, flies over to the next cafe and then meets, realizes that her date is with Sehun and like freaks out appropriately. Um, and it's really adorable. Yeah, it's really cute when they're, like, walking out of the cafe at the end of the video. She's like, oh, my God, you're so handsome. And he's like, no, you're so pretty. And she's like, no, you're so handsome. And they're, like, <laughs> arguing about who's cuter as they walk out of the restaurant. Oh, they're both cute. But um, Boa, Boa, Boa. I would say, like, she has, whereas Um jung is, like, very poppy. Like, very, like, we like to equate her with Kylie Minogue. Um, Boa is way more R&B like her um, she cites her biggest influences as like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson and Neo um, and you can really see that in her discography yeah and she's a very very good dancer like oh she's amazing she's one of those people that like makes me so mad where they have she can just it's a th- it's like a talent they make her do on variety shows. They'll just show her someone else's music video, and then she can do the dance immediately. She has that, like, annoying photographic memory and can just, like, do dances. 
Yeah, it's really incredible. There's a clip of her on Weekly Idol where they make her do that. And she starts out doing Lionheart by Girls' Generation. And she's like, oh, this is really easy. Like, girls group, girl groups um, are usually, like, pretty simple. And she picks it up right away. And then they show her Exo's monster. And she is, like, the whole time complaining, saying, like, how am I supposed to do this? Boys' choreography always has such complicated footwork. Like, there's no way that I'll be able to do this. And the hosts just look at her and they're like, you're currently doing it as you're saying that you cannot. <laughs> she, like, immediately starts dancing what she sees. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, she's she's a real, real talent. And, um, yeah, so, she, I mean, she's been around. She's been active eight, 18 years now. Which is so crazy because she's what thirty one years old. Like yeah, she's thirty one. That's 31. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, check out some Boa. She's really great. Her latest album uh, from last year, I really enjoyed. Yes, I um in an earlier episode, I don't even remember which one. Um, I definitely recommended like her entire album. So. It's yeah. very good. One Shot, Two Shot is the name of the full album, but, like, every track on it is great. hmm It's very good. Um, okay. We got to keep moving through our – if we keep moving through our timeline, in 2001 is when every – the only K-pop star everybody knows debuted, and that's Psy. Yes. Psy, currently 40 years old, known as the king of YouTube. Yeah, it might be surprising for people to know that he's been around that long because I feel like Gangnam Style really did feel like such a breakout. Like, it's possible that people might have assumed he just came from then. But he debuted in 2001. Like, he's been around forever, and he's always done his Psy thing. Like, his debut music video is called, like, Bird. And it's like aggressively sexual and like too and like funny and jokey and like he's always done that like same thing that kind of like goofy perv I feel like has kind of been like size angle. Yeah, that's like his shtick, and people both love it and they hate it. Like his first uh, when he debuted, he was fined by the like ministry by one of the Korean government ministries for inappropriate content because mm-hmm. his music is very sexual. Um, and his first two albums were both rated like 19 and up um, and received complaints from different civil groups about how they'd be like negatively influencing younger generations. <laughs> um, so he's always been a, a pop stirrer. Yeah. Um, but it's very like size is very interesting. And I like wonder if someday we should like dedicate a whole episode to Sai because his influence on the world has obviously been noted. He still has the most viewed YouTube video like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like first video to ever reach 1 billion views. I think we've mentioned that before. It's currently as of June, 2018, the fourth most viewed video on YouTube. It has more than 3 billion views. That's so nuts. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, Sorry, like he's just he's all he's always been, he's always been there and he's always been doing his side thing. But yeah, it never it didn't all like really catch on until Kingdom Style and like, you know, I think I feel like there are probably plenty of people who like, you know, didn't think much of Sai and he probably, you know, like he had a reputation for being like just kind of like a goof off like mm-hmm. rapper or whatever. Um, but then he got so much global acclaim that I feel like it then like endeared 
it like endeared everyone to him. And they like, I don't know. I'm sure there were lots of bandwagon people who I've always, I've always been into Psy. Like, yeah. Like. Yeah, probably. But before <laughs> that, and I mean, even now, like he's still referred to as the bizarre singer because he has like a very, I mean, not only is the, his style of music and his lyrics like very comedic, but also he does not physically fit the image of a Korean idol. Um, and so I think <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, Shannon's in the dark. <laughs> I'm all alone in the studio, so I'm not making enough noise to keep the lights on. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. So I like I don't know. I feel like there's too much to say about Ty to like say anything about it now. But uh, yeah, we won't go. I mean, this is we won't really go that deep into like any of these artists because there's kind of a lot of them. Um, yeah. So we'll just sort of like hit some highlights of each person. Yeah. So, so moving very, on. <laughs> moving on. Sai. He's been around since 2001 doing his Sai thing. He's um, a big deal. He's a big deal. And the next big deal uh, we've also brought up several times on the podcast up to this point, but we got to talk about Rain. Yeah, Rain's uh, Rain. coming. Rain is coming, and he debuted in 2002. And I did want to mention, like, Rain is technically a breakout solo star. Like, he technically shouldn't be in this episode because he was in a boy band for, like, a month. Like, it was such an immediate flop. Like, it yeah. kind of doesn't But count. he's not really a breakout one because he did his solo debut after this boy group failed. Had totally so, failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So I also fine. read that he was initially a JYP backup dancer. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Which is funny. Um, but anyway, he made his debut in 2002 with an album called Bad Guy. Um, but it wasn't until his third album in 2004, which was called It's Raining, um, that he really found like his breakthrough success. Because it sold a million copies throughout Asia, which established him as like an international star. Yes, that was his Hallyu, his Hallyu moment where he got to... Uh, and, uh, yeah, he also had, like, a tiny bit of, like, an American – there was, like, one summer where, like, he w- went on – like, Stephen Colbert, like, brought him up on the show and he was in Time magazine. So he had, like, a hot minute in, like, yeah. 2007. Well, because in 2006, he was named as one of Time's most influential people. And that's why Stephen Colbert brought him on because he beat – Look, uh, Stephen oh, Colbert. He, he was Colbert. like higher than Stephen Colbert on the list. And then in 2007, people named him one of the most beautiful people in the world. Um, and he's actually been on uh, been on Times most influential list or most influential people three separate times. So wow. he's he's pretty consistently recognized as being an influential star. Yeah, and we've talked about like Rain and his style like a lot of times, like. He, you know, the closest Western comparison we've said is like Usher mm-hmm. because he definitely like he was he was always like very, very sexy. He never had like that didn't like come later. Like he was always like sexy R&B guy, like showing off his arms, showing off his body. Like in multiple music videos, he is literally in the rain and like wet clothes. Like, oh, yeah. My favorite thing about rain is how endless the rain puns seem to be like <laughs> it's raining rain's coming rainy day uh rainism was rainism like- yeah like that's not even a re- that's that that one doesn't even work in the way that the other ones do but like i just love the way that they every single tour 
every single album, <laughs> they just find some new <laughs> cheesy new, way to incorporate the fact that his name is Rain. Yeah, and Rainism in 2008 was like his first uh, like bit of controversy in that uh, there's lyrics in Rainism that say something about my magic stick. Yeah. And <laughs> the government wasn't cool with that, so he got one of those adults-only stickers on his uh, – on his album and had to change the lyrics if he was doing it on TV. Mm. Um, but yeah, we saw Rain recently. He still got it. Yeah, we sure did. He did not take his top off like we asked him to. <laughs> well, he's a dad now. He, he has to. <laughs> That's true. He is a dad now. Um, he actually, so as we said, he debuted with JYP. And then in 2007, he left JYP to start his own company. So he actually manages himself. And like in, uh, he went to the military like he had to when he came out of the military he was with cube for like a hot minute and then he like established a second company of his own called rain company mm-hmm. um and so that's like who manages him now yeah and he's married to a beautiful actress named kim tahee and they have a baby and everybody loves them so yeah rain yeah rain apparently i i learned from the woman who sold me his uh his concert dvd in chinatown that it was all the ladies were heartbroken when he got married (laughs) oh yeah no i'm sure it was that was that was a hard one for everybody i'm sure uh he was very he's 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 hot like he's just like a cool hot guy that everybody loved um one of my one of the resources i've used to learn korean over the last couple of years um talked to me in korean on their podcast one of their hosts is a huge Rain fangirl, and she constantly uses him as an example in her example sentences. Like, <laughs> it's very cute. That's great. Um, so then in 2003, like, in an effort to steal some of the market corner from Rain, Seven came out. And mm-hmm. this is spelled S-E, number seven, E-N, like the horror movie Seven. That's how yes. they style it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's YG, yes? Yes, he's YG. He debuted in 2003 uh, with a song called Come Back to Me, which is very 2003. If yes. You watch that music oh, yes. Um, he's wearing like a terrible bandana underneath a hat. He has heelys on for most of the videos. Oh, fun. And it's just him like heeling around town, like going to the mall and buying this like presents and wine and like setting up a dinner and then at the end of the music video you realize like the girl isn't there and he like smashes everything and is like very upset oh wow a very dramatic video i didn't watch the music video i only watched his debut stage where he has like the perfect anime mullet for the time like it's perfect and they are blowing fans on him like beyonce like he's very (laughs) much being like blown by the wind like while he sings the song oh i'm well now i'm sad that i watched the music video instead because the music video was just like so angsty yeah um but like seven YG debuted Seven, like, in an effort to try to, like, capitalize on this rain thing Mm -hmm. and, like, put out his own rain. And, like, you know, he did well, but I don't – he never got – he never got as close to, like, the amount of, like, fame and recognition that, like, rain did. Like, he won – he won music shows here and there, and it's not like he was, like, a flop 
but like no, he definitely... got like the best newcomer award when he debuted. He was dubbed like a super rookie um, when in 2003 when he first came out. But um, but yeah, he never had the same success that Rain did. Um, he did do a U.S. debut as well mm-hmm. in 2008 and 2009. He came out with a song called "Girls," which featured Lil Kim. Oh, dang! It is not a good song. <laughs> um, it is just very boring. And the weirdest part about it is that Lil Kim is not a rapper in it she's a singer in it i didn't even know lil kim could sing can she, she? doesn't really <laughs> she just like, sort of like toxic it's really a shame <laughs> everything about that music video is disappointing that's too bad yeah. um yeah but uh seven when was the last time he put he put out a japanese album in 2017 so mm. he's not like retired or anything. Yeah, he took a hiatus um, when he went to the military, um, and he actually got in trouble yeah. when he went to the military. Um, this made me laugh only because it led me to learn that there once was a quote-unquote celebrity soldier unit in the Korean military where, like, all of the celebrities, when they had to do their military service, like, specifically went to this unit. But then, in 2013, um, Seven... And this guy named Sung Chu of a group called Mighty Mouth, which I'd never heard of before, um, they broke curfew to go get a massage. And in find, looking for one that was open late, they walked into one that they claimed they did not know. Didn't know where pro- there's prostitutes in there? We had no idea. Yeah. And he, they, so they claimed that as soon as they walked in and realized that it was actually a brothel, they immediately left. Um, but because they broke curfew for it, they had to spend 10 days in military jail. And at the same time that that happened, five other celebrity soldiers were caught with phones and one of them got in trouble for leaving to go see a movie after hours. So they so the U.S. got I mean, the U.S. government, the Korean government disbanded the celebrity soldier. Yeah, man, <laughs> was like, that's, that's just- enough. Not a good idea. Another crazy thing about Seven that I thought was so interesting is that like. Seven or eight years after his debut, like, it was revealed that he'd been dating this actress, Park Hyun byul like, since his debut. Like, they had been together the whole time, and nobody knew. They Yes, they started dating in high school. They were together for, like, 12 years. 12? Yeah, they broke up in 2014 after, like, 12 years together, which is super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I just I always I always love a reveal of a secret relationship. It makes me yeah. giggle. He should publish a book of like tips, like how to yeah. date secretly. He clearly like did it good. Yeah, he's obviously very good at it. Um, okay, so skipping ahead a couple of years um, to two thousand eight is when IU debuts. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's um, a like young popular singer today. She's only twenty five. Um, and known as Korea's little sister. Um, she debuted at 15, um, but she didn't really get very famous. No, her her debut stage is very upsetting. Um, it's she di- she did like a really lame like like a ballad. Like I used to competitively sing in high school, like at doing like operas and whatever, like a competition. And this song is just like one of those. It's like very boring. She was standing on a stage in like a knee length black dress. Like it was like a choir concert and it was so boring. Yeah. She has like cellos and violins behind her. It's so boring. She said that the audience yelled at her. Like, yeah, they were like booing her and stuff. Yeah. And her first album was like kind of a flop. Like she really didn't do very well until she came out with um 
Good Day in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and that spent five consecutive weeks on the gown chart at number one, which is a record that is only shared by Gangnam Style. Yeah. So like then she so that was kind of cutesy. She like did a little bit of cutesy stuff for like a minute because it like made people pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like since then, I like I love IU is so interesting to me because I feel like she has experimented with her style so many times like she's put out like jazz music and musical theater music and like French 60s new wave music like she's really really experimented with like a lot of things um and she's won 47 music show trophies like amazing by herself yeah 47 music show trophies and 66 music and film awards since her debut yeah, she's the shit. Um, mm-hmm. And she has, like, uh, she did this one song a couple of years ago called 23 that has, like, some of the best, some of the, like, best lyrics ever. Like, let me pull them up for an example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm 23. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so it's just, like, this very cute song about, like, being 23. And she's like, I just, like, what if I want to, like, pretend to be grown up and, like, wear a grown-up dress? But, like, maybe I'm immature. Like, maybe it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I want to be in love and have a boyfriend. Like, no, just kidding. I'd rather make money. Like, she's constantly, like, going back and forth, like, the whole song (laughs) about, like, you know, just, like, coming into your womanhood and deciding what it means. And, like, uh, it's it's such a good song. Like, her music is very, very good. Yeah, it's very good. But it's all, like Shannon was saying earlier, it's very varied. Yes. Like, it's very different. So it's hard to sort of pin her down to a particular style and you definitely like I wouldn't say that if you like one of her songs you'll like all of her songs because her songs are very different yeah um but she's one of the best selling artists in Korea like she's been on the Forbes Korea power celebrity list every year since 2012 um she has the most number ones and the most number of weeks in the Billboard K-pop Hot 100. And in 2017, a Gallup poll showed that she was the most popular idol and artist among South Koreans. No, she's very, very popular. And she is uh, on all of the, she's She's the representative of a soju company. Her face is on all the bottles and all the posters. Mm-hmm. We see her a lot around here when we go drinking in Koreatown. Yes, IU all over the wall. She's all over the markets. <laughs> and whenever there's like a cultural festival her face is everywhere yeah her isn't that guy from dots yes yes they're like they're the like liquor representatives um yeah but i mean we could talk about iu forever because she really has had like an incredible career and she's so young and has so much time ahead of her so Ugh, i know she's only 25 dang um let's see um, also in 2010, here's another, I think, like, big one that you got to talk about. And this is Ailey. Mm-hmm. Um, that's spelled A-I-L-E-E. Yes. She is from Denver, Colorado. Her uh, real name is Amy Lee. So they uh, changed that to Ailey. Um, right. And she is under YMC Entertainment, which was a company I'm not very familiar with. Yeah, um, Ailey has, like, an incredible voice. She's just one of those, like, power singers. Like, she can belt it like nobody's business. Yeah, Um, and she has a little bit of, like, a rasp to her voice, too, almost mm -hmm. in, like, a Christina Aguilera sort of way. I love her voice. She's such a good singer. Yeah, she apparently, like, uh, sang Halo 
um, at like a special singer trainee thing or whatever, and everyone was like, "This girl's gonna be a big star." Um, so her debut track was called Heaven, um, and it's kind of – I feel like it's – she has like a bit of a Christina Aguilera thing going in her earlier um, stuff because, yeah, that was like – she could sing like that. Uh-huh, and like the beat behind it is a little bit jazzy in the way that Christina always liked, and it's like very – it's kind of sassy. Yeah, um, but I wanted to mention she had this song um, in 2012, and it is called I Will Show You, and it is like a perfect revenge anthem, and the music video is really cute, and it's one of those, like, you dumped me? Well, then I'm going to be so much better than, like, you could ever deserve, like, and I'm the shit, and it's a, it's a good song. Yeah, the music video is really cute, and the song is a bop. Like, it's a, it's a good song. Um, but she definitely, like... I feel like has had more – I mean her career is has been like huge and she's – I mean she's put out like 18 music videos and all this stuff. But I feel like she is one of those OST queens like she mm. sings because K-dramas like need a big – most of them need a big ballady theme song um, and she's very good at them. Uh, she has this one song from one of my favorite dramas called Faded to Love You and the song is called Goodbye My Love and it's the shit. Mm. Um, she's <laughs> she's just so good at singing real loud and yeah, she's a po- powerhouse. Yeah, I think she did a song for Goblin too. Yeah, yes. I think she did. Yes, yes, yes. The Wikipedia has it noted as Guardian, the Lonely and Great God. But oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. It had multiple titles. Yeah, that song went to number one, her Goblin mm-hmm. soundtrack. I mean, the whole Goblin soundtrack went to number one. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that another time. But, um, yes, Ailey, she's a very good singer. Yes. And I just wanted to mention her. Um, let's see. More solo artists who have always been solo. Um, Lee High. She debuted in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. She's still very young. She's only 21. Yeah. Um, she came from a reality singing competition show called K-pop Star. Yes. Uh, well, she, she was, was the runner-up. Runner mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, she was She was the runner-up, and she signed with YG afterward. Um, Originally, the winner, she was supposed to debut with YG as a a part of a girl group with the winner of that show. And then the winner of that show um, left YG and signed with someone else. Um, And then the girl group idea was, like, scrapped. And so Lehigh just debuted on her own instead. So she debuted uh, in 2012 with the song One, Two, Three, Four, and it went to number one in the first week. So it was pretty successful. Yeah, I feel like I only know of her because Chungyun wrote her that song Breathe, which also mm-hmm. was like a huge hit. Um, yes, that was the only thing that I knew her from as well. But I did really like the song One, Two, Three, Four. It's very catchy. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. a great singer. She's kind of like Ailey in the, like, belty kind of way. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, she has only been around a tiny little while and only had, um, like, two two albums. Um, but Lehigh, 
she's still doing it. Um, and then the last person I have on my list of only solo artists um, is someone who was literally just here in town this week, and I wish I had known about it. I would have gone. But uh, Eric Nam. He was in town? I mean, I'm not in town, but he was in L.A.? Yeah, he played at the Fonda on Tuesday. Oh, I'm so sorry that you missed that. It's okay. Allie went, and she said that it was, like, insanely crowded, and, like, like everyone was, like, squished in, like, sardines, but that it was, like, amazing. Anyway, Eric Nam is from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he also came from a reality show. Um, he was on a show called Birth of a Great Star 2 that is apparently similar to an X Factor. He was in the top five. He didn't win, but Mm. it did, like, jumpstart his career. Um, I feel like this, like, it's very interesting. Eric Nam is one of those interesting people in that, like, sure, he's a solo artist, but he's really just, like, a superstar, like in every other sense. Like, yeah, I liked his newest, his newest album that came out a couple of months ago. It's really good, but it also, it's like extremely Western. It like could be a Justin Bieber album or something like totally. Like if you put that on a, on like a Kate, um, I was about to say KTLA, but that's a news channel. Um, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't know what <laughs> kind of stations there are, but if you put it on us radio, it would blend right in. Um, so it's a little bit different sounding from, like, some of the K-pop that's coming out today. But I liked it. It was good. Yeah, um, no. But he is, like, a – he's just he's just everywhere. Like, he yes. has – he's on variety shows as, like, hosts. He's on music shows. He's, like, the spokesperson for, like, a thousand different products. He's everywhere. Because he's from Georgia and his, like, English is great and very natural in that sense that, like, he grew up here. Like, he is the person that, like, oh, the Avengers cast is in town to, like, promote the Avengers. They're getting interviewed by Eric Nam. Like, mm-hmm. and he... Yeah, like, he's, like, the nation's resident English speaker. And he is so, so rich. Like, it's he. It's ridiculous. He was, like, on the... When I was in Korea, the, like, in-flight magazine or whatever, there was, like, a Forbes, and it was, like, the richest person under 25, like, ever. It's Eric Nam. Like... He and if you watched like watching TV, like if I just left the TV on in my like apartment in Korea, every second, third commercial, he was in it selling furniture, water bottles, cell phones, like vitamins, <laughs> noodles, like literally everything. He was in like every single commercial. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, he's and really he popular. Have, he even used to have like a variety show, like that. Um, that show that a shiny was on where they like switched their names and they like impersonated each other. The Young and Young and Nam show is yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was called. And it was wasn't it him and that guy from Busted? Detective on from Busted. Yes, that's who it is. Oh yeah. my god, I knew he looked familiar. Thank you. Yeah, okay, I saw a clip that's... of someone else on that show recently and was like, ah, oh, yes, it's him. Yeah, that show's highly entertaining. I've never watched a full episode of it, but it's maybe I watched the full shiny episode. But the clips of of it that exist on YouTube are really fun. Like Seventeen has been on it, um, and they do they like make them answer like serious questions, and um, it's it's really fun. Yeah, he also used to be one of the main hosts of a show that um, I'll just bring up for our listeners since, like, most of y'all probably speak English because you're listening to this. Um, (laughs) There's this show on Arirang called After School Club. 
Um, and he used to be – he was one of the main hosts of it for like three years. But this show is entirely in English um, and they do like idol interviews or whatever. It's probably the most awkward – probably the most awkward K-pop idol show that there is out there. Like it's awkward but it's also a lot of fun. Because um, most K-idols don't speak English. Because most of them don't speak English and I also feel like – I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things of, like, because I understand English so, like, because that's the language I speak, when the hosts are getting, like, snippy and shitty with each other, it's really, really apparent. Like, everyone who hosts that show kind of seems like they hate it and hate each other. Um, And then, like, then there's also, like, all of the awkwardness of everyone trying to work around, like, translating quickly for the group and, like, someone has to try to, like, type stuff and the show is live. That's the other oh, crazy God. part of it is that they have – you go on TV or whatever and then you like try to get into this Google Hangout because on the screen behind the host there will be people live watching it like holding up a sign for their like favorite or whatever. And then at some point in the show they'll like pick one of them and then they get to ask the group a question. It's truly the most awkward show ever but it's also – sometimes it's really funny. Um, uh, that seems like a nightmare. It's a little bit of a nightmare, but it's called After School Club, and Eric Nam is the host Eric of Nam, it. Sweet Eric Nam married one of our quote unquote married one of our favorite ladies. Yeah, uh, when he was on We Got Married, he married Solar from Mama from Mamamoo. Mamamoo. And yeah, they're really cute. So he's he's real cute, and he's real popular, and he's probably just going to continue to get more and more and more popular. Um, but I, yeah, I guess under all of that being a spokesperson for everything. He is indeed a singer. <laughs> yes. He has a very nice singing voice. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, I forgot somebody. Like, I know. I can't believe that you skipped him. He's one of your favorites. I didn't mean to. Um, but back, well, if we backtrack a little bit to 2009, that's when Soin Gook uh, debuted. Um, he did win... A competition show called Superstar K. He won it, um, and mm. then got to mm. become a singer after that. Um, I mostly like his acting work. Like I've brought up before, like he acts more than anything. But I just did want to mention just once he has a really great song called Bebe, and it's uh, so good. <laughs> that's a great song. Very sexy music video. Yeah, he like I don't know. He I like like I've loved all of the music he's put out on the soundtracks of like all of his cuz he does sing songs for the soundtracks of like a lot of the um dramas that he's in. Um mm. and those are all my favorites, but like as for like singles he has put out as an artist, like Bebe is kind of the only one I like. Um but he's a really good singer. He's a really good Yeah, he singer. is a really good singer. Bebe I think is the only one of his solo songs that I've even heard, but I do really like that duet he sings with Yoonji. Yes, uh, that's something like early recommendation. Just look it up. There's a really great special performance him and Yoonji did their like song from the um, Reply 1997 soundtrack. It's called All For You, and it's just like a very impressive performance. They're both really, really good. Um, but he's a sweet boy. And let's see. Oh, a funny thing about him that I've always thought was so funny is uh, one time he went on, ooh, I want to say that it was Strongheart. 
That's the one where people sit in the chairs and they have like the chalkboard next to them with their name on it, right? Strongheart. Anyway, he went on like a parents episode, like a parents day special where they all went on with their parents and he found out on television that he was conceived on his parents' first date and he was like, (laughs) mom! And he was like so upset and everybody was like laughing so hard. Oh um, my god, that's adorable! You'll have to find that video and like link. And it I'll link it. Yeah, it's oh, really, I want to see that. It's that's funny true. and cute. But yeah, he's one of those like fun, like you know, uh, success stories. Like he grew up super, super, super effing poor. Like, and then he got on TV, and now he's like a superstar, and it's very cool. And I just like him a lot. <laughs> um. But yeah, okay. So I don't know. I think that was my list. That was my list I had of yeah, that kind only of, ever that, solo artists. That's everyone. <laughs> so that's like a small sampling of like some of the people who've been doing this K-pop thing like all by themselves. But I will say that there are a bunch of people that we did not bring up. For example, Zion T, Dean, Benzino, Crush, Hi, K-Will. Z. All those people, we're going to save them and do our own, like, K-R&B episode. Yeah. Because while those people are in the Korean music scene, I feel like we're talking about a kind of, like, a specific kind of poppy poppy Mm K-pop. And those groups don't quite fit that. But, like, they're all great and we do want to talk about them. Yeah. So those other solo stars, like, they they do not consider themselves to be be K-pop. And so I think that's why we chose to not include them in this particular episode. Like they sort of fall more under like Shannon said, the K R and B or even some like more hip hop genres. Um, so we'll, we'll bring them up in like a different episode, but they don't really fit the like typical idol mold. Mm-hmm. So we didn't include them, but please don't, don't tweet at us saying that we miss Dean. Like we know Dean exists. <laughs> yes, Exactly. I feel like the next episode will have a lot more to talk about because, like we said, it's very rare for someone to always be a – like, breaking out as a solo artist, like, that's got to be so hard. And I remember in the I Am documentary, again, we'll never stop talking about this documentary, when talking about Boa, like, all the other company members of SM are just like, I don't know how she – like, she's always done it alone. Like, how has she always yeah. done it alone? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to – you have to, like, really be <laughs> – Really be something to just, like, especially in this world of groups, to just, like, stand out on your own. Yeah, and, like, for each one of these solo artists to also have the longevity in their career that they, that most of them have had is really impressive. It's probably, I guess it's probably easier for them to, like, sustain their career because they don't have to share the spotlight with groups or with their members or whatever. So, like, Um Jung-wa, if she wants to be an artist for 18, 20, 30 years, whatever, like no one, she has no one to fight with about it. Yeah. Um, but it is really impressive. And there's actually, uh, so there's a show on YouTube called keyword boa, right? Yeah. That's that's what what it was called. Um, and it's between key from shiny who is like boa's number one fan and boa. So it's like a quick little, like each episode's like 10 minutes. Um, but they have a lot of really great conversations about what it is like to be an idol. And so if you're interested in kind of seeing that perspective, like he can offer the idea of like what it's like to be from a group. And then she obviously talks about her experiences as a solo artist. It's a great show. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, check out some of the solo artists that we just mentioned. Like they're all working, they're working hard. I would say probably working harder than everybody else, and that they probably. have to do it by themselves, uh, which is impressive and amazing. So yeah, check them out. And we will be back in just a moment with our random game. All right, we're back. And this week, it's the, our random group is kind of interesting. I'm surprised I like didn't know that this existed, but also I didn't either. But I don't know anything about HFT, so I'm not surprised. So the group we got is called JTL, mm-hmm. and this was a group that existed just from 2001 to 2003, mm-hmm. and it was consisting of three members who had left HOT. So in our first gen episode, we talked about HOT and that they broke up very unceremoniously, and it was like a big horrible deal. Yeah, and like fans rioted and like threw bricks through SM's windows. Like it was a big deal that they broke up. Um, and the reason that they did was because Jang Woo Hyuk, Tony An, and Lee Jae Won left SM. And the yes. other two members of HOT, uh, Kang Ta and Moon Hee Joon, decided to stay with SM as solo artists. So yes. these three members, JTL, left and uh, made their went to Yejon Media is the company um, that they were under and like tried to be a trio, but it doesn't seem like it worked out very well. No, because there's like almost none information about these, about the songs that were put out. We can't even see the track listings for their one and a half albums that they, it says Yeah, their discography is listed as having their first album called Enter the Dragon, a one-and-a-half album called Love Story, and then their second album, Runaway. But there's no additional details about any of these albums, so we'll never know why one of them is called One-and-a-half. Yeah, no, it's very odd. Um, But yeah, it clearly, like, I I don't blame them for trying uh, to get, get, you know, something going if they were done with HOT. But yeah, it doesn't seem like this worked too well but it's all okay here now in 2018 all the members of hot are speaking again it's all fine so yes they get along they love each other again (laughs) blah 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 um so yeah we we were we weren't sure which music video to watch because again with no information we couldn't even find out which one charted best like or if any of them charted at all so just out of pure fun and curiosity we have chosen their music video titled enter the dragon Based on the title alone. Yeah, just because that sounds fun. So, are you ready, girl? I'm ready. Okay, they're high-fiving in Mm -hmm. a warehouse. The three of them are, like, in some abandoned building. Practicing their martial arts. Slash breakdancing. Nope, mostly martial arts. A lot of kicks. Yep, spinning, kicking. Oh, they're so sweaty. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, so much sweat. Why? That's not cute. Okay. Ew, their sweat is like a significant oh, portion no. of this. The sweat is all <laughs> gathering. Oh, oh my God, is this going to be like O-Town? <gasps> yes, they're like turning into... Li- the sweat is liquid turning dreams. into a liquid boy. <laughs> they haven't even... How many seconds? Well, they're a minute into this music video and no words have been spoken or stopped. Wait, there's a sweat Bruce Lee. Yeah. 
he's made of. It's that like it's that 2001. Yeah, O Town Liquid Dreams. It's exactly this. Oh, here we go. A minute and 20 seconds into this video, they finally start to rap. Oh, sweat nunchucks. This video is gross. I'm really it really is. Okay, so it's just kind of going back and forth between like cheesy dance moves in this abandoned building and like a typical box video. And then sweat Bruce Lee. And then sweat Bruce Lee. All three of them have bleach tips. Oh, It's yeah, 2001 really after all. Fried hair and very big chains, either around their neck and or on their belts. Do they just get bleeped? <laughs> I think so. Oh, this guy's got fingerless gloves on. Dear God. <laughs> What year is this? 2001. So he has on those like clear sunglasses, those like barely tinted sunglasses that don't do anything. I totally had some of those. I think I did too, actually. They have little jewels on the corners. Oh, there's like a close-up of some disembodied torso with like a moving dragon tattoo across the skin. Now they're in a red room with white light-up floor, and there's backup dancers. The song is pretty boring. Yeah, I was about to say it's kind of like boring and weird that they would leave HOT and then make more HOT music.、Mm-hmm. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing different or interesting about this. From what they were doing, no. And the way that the music video is styled, it almost seems like it's supposed to be for like a movie. This makes me think of those like Disney Channel music videos、yes. for like the Karate Kid. Yes, the Red Room is exactly like the one for the、um, the O Town Inspector, or was it O Town? Whoever sang the Inspector Gad Youngstown, the Inspector.、Yes. Ga- you can call me when you want me if you need a friend. You got me. Oh my、it's、God! Exactly- <laughs> What a jam that was! I yes, that I had that on a single. <laughs> yep. But this song, on the other hand, they're not even fighting the sweat, Bruce Lee. No, it's just dancing, and they keep doing the Matrix spin around camera. But、I、it's、can't. a CGI sweat person. Do you think they flopped because their poor company spent all their money on the CGI for this music video? God, maybe. Look at that CGI dragon. Oh my lord. Oh well. Okay,、Yikes. that was upsetting to say the least. Well, that was not great. Sorry, JTL. Maybe should have stuck with HOT. I know, but I don't know. Like we were saying at the time, like back in that first generation, like people were not having groups last for ten years. Like nobody thought that was a thing. So、mm-hmm. that's but, true. But it seems like I mean, if this is if this and JYJ are any indication, I feel like groups that members that break off of SM and try to do their own thing, they don't do well. Yeah. Okay, well, that was JTL. So that was that. <laughs> do you have a recommendation for our listeners this week, Angelica? I do. My recommendation for this week is actually、um, a clip 
from a show that we've talked about before because you recommended a long time ago. You recommended Young's Eyes, Nose, Lips from Fantastic Duo. Yes. So Fantastic Duo is a is a variety show where it's like a singing competition show where like quote unquote normal people um, get to uh, go and like sing and like compete for the chance to sing a duet with their like favorite idol. But the way they do it is really cool um, because, like, the groups just sort of, or the the contestants, they just sort of, like, randomly get a chance to sing a part of this song. Um, And they have to, like, harmonize together and it's all kind of on the spot. But Ailey was on it. um, And so I want you guys to watch the I Will Show You Fantastic Duo Random Play because it's Ah. her singing it with three other women and they fucking kill it like it's so good the title of the video is like goosebumps and yeah because they will they will give you goosebumps i think that's like one of the like most like next to the taeyong one it's like one of the most viewed uh, oh it's so good it's so d- good. fantastic duo videos it's super good um so my recommendation i also wanted to sort of stay on this topic of solo artists um i'm gonna recommend like a whole two-hour episode no it's actually two two-hour episodes of a show called immortal songs 2 which we've brought up a million times where it's sort of like a tribute show where they bring in newer like new idols or like just other people to then present beautiful covers of like of immortal songs, like, you know, they're honoring people. Mm-hmm. So there's a two-part Um Jung Wah special that has performances from, like, Gaian and Seventeen and, like, uh, just, like, a million people, and it's really, really good, and they just keep cutting to her in the audience looking like the proudest lady. And, of course, you should watch her original versions, but I just, like, enjoy this as, like, a nice tribute that also includes some of the groups that we talk about all the time. Yeah, and I've specifically recommended Seventeen's performance from that show in a previous episode, so, like, if you actually watch our recommendations, you will have already seen part of that. Yeah. All right, so I think that'll do it for our Always Solo, Solo Artists episode. Buying Solo. Yeah, there we go. That's what we'll call it. (laughs) Done. Episode title, done. Um, So if you would like to get in contact with us, we are all over the place on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at amakpoppod, um, amakpoppod.tumblr.com for all of the links to all the things that we talk about. Um, And then if you want to send us an email, amakpoppod at gmail.com. We've been getting so many emails lately. Y'all are really great, um, but we've been bad at answering them. So if you send us an email and you don't hear back, like, we got it, we'll get to you, I swear. Um, Yeah, just give us like a week. (laughs) I will respond. Yeah. I cleaned out our email. I I went through it. I've I've responded to everyone except for one that I left for you. So Okay, so we're mostly caught up right now, but I just want to put that out there. Like, we got you, but sorry that it's taking a while. We love getting mail. It's just that we love getting mail and you guys are so sweet and you like write amazing things and we need you deserve better responses. So like they just take time. Yeah, I just it's been a really I mean it's a very nice trend that all of our emails have been so long but because they are so long like I want to take the time to give you an adequate response so like exactly exactly um yeah and thanks just thank you everybody who listened to the massive shiny episode I can't believe I thought nobody was going to listen to it it was so long it could have been so long and I have to (laughs) yeah it could have been longer like 
uh, we were, I'm really proud of us. We were being really good and we were like staying on track and being factual. And like, we didn't go on to like fangirl crazy rants like we could have. So we didn't let ourselves lose it. Like we did in our bias episode. So (laughs) good job. us. (laughs) But I do, but I do have to put it out here. Like in, 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 Thinking of my sweet husband who has to edit all of these episodes, never it will <laughs> we'll never put out an episode that long ever again. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but we will put out an episode every week because that's what we do. So we'll see you guys next week, and we'll be talking about solo artists who break out of their groups. And uh, there's a lot of people to talk about, so it'll be really fun. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Chongyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.